the James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Jean-Philippe, great to see you, and I'm looking forward to tasting the 2018s with you, and I've already tasted about 1,200 wines, and there's some fantastic wines. I think the Elevage really improved the wines, and what's interesting is, you know, you had such a difficult growing season, and and also the dry spell and the hot spell in the summer, so there was a tendency to have, you could have had really uh, powerful and alcoholic wines, but actually I'm impressed with the balance of the wines and the quality of the tannins and also how the wines in general, uh, not just your wines, but most of the wines I tasted, you can still really taste the character of the appellations and of the particular chateau in their vineyards. You know, in years past, let's say even in great years like 2009, they're very marked by the vintage. But these wines in that, you know, 2009, lots of fruit. But these wines, there's still subtle character besides great tannins. There's beautiful aromas. So then what do you think about that? Do you think it's, it's more because nowadays uh, winemakers in Bordeaux and chateaus understand better how to deal with these pretty um, extreme vintages. What, what is, how, how have so many people made such excellent wines in a difficult vintage like 18? No, first, when you uh, just said that the, uh, uh, the 2009, for example, um, um, with the, uh, the fact that the vintage is uh, stronger than the terroir, and in, in 2018, um, of course, with such an uh, extreme situation uh, during the spring, with a very uh, humid and wet spring, and with a very dry and hot summer, especially August and September, uh, when you have such extreme situation, um, in fact, suddenly the terroir plays his own role, if I may say, mm -hmm. and, and it's always the case. When you have a difficult challenge in Europe, finally the terroir is stronger than the winemaker. Uh, interesting. Uh, that's really, I see what you mean. Meaning, meaning in, a, in, in a year where it's really changing a lot, in the end, the terroir really gives its character. Because a very, a very homogeneous year, like 2009, hot, hot, hot. You know, oh, the grapes are just always just being nicely matured. Then the vintage is more uh, prevalent. And because 18 was sort of, 18 is like what... The thing about 18 is it's not homogeneous. It was really extreme, different character. So all that com can come out is really the true character of the... That's really interesting. I hadn't thought no. it's the... Yeah. And uh, 
Yes. What can I add um, for the and for and for your comments about the uh, balance uh, between mm -hmm. the. Uh, uh, level of concentration, yeah, and the level of alcohol, yeah, and, uh, but also um, uh, the uh, level of the uh, acidity, the freshness. Um, the truth that in 2010, 2016, 2018, we have such powerful vintage, powerful wines, uh, very concentrated with a high level of alcohol. But on the same way, we, we have on, 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 on the other side, we have such a well-balanced wine with yes. such uh, freshness. It's, it's amusing to see that until now, um, this, uh, I would say, uh, this uh, uh, scary situation with a global warming effect. But in fact, we, all of us are thinking about the level of alcohol for the future and, and, and so on and so on. But until now, I have to say, and it's very uh, bizarre, can we say bizarre, or, um, to see that even if the wine is very concentrated, with very high IPT, very high level of alcohol, they are still Bordeaux style. They are still exactly. ba balanced, fresh, yeah, heavy, and uh, it's uh, almost a, a miracle. Um, but also, we I think we That's cool on, on the winemaker's philosophy. I think everybody in Bordeaux is seeking uh, about more focus on balance, starting yeah. the harvest early. early than before. We are not waiting for waiting, yeah, like in the old days, or, or maybe waiting for the neighbor. Uh, yeah, so you never did we, that. <laughs> <laughs> we are more focused to uh, get this balance, start earlier, less green harvest, less to remove the, to remove those leaves, less effeuillage. Uh, so we, 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 the tendency is to put the, the, the fruit not under the sun, but protected so to be uh, under the shadow of the of leaves, uh, not to cut everything. Uh, so to be more natural, finally. Yeah. And yeah. and, and, and uh, also since now few years, uh, so you have to know that between I would say Montréal, between '88 and uh, almost 2008. We stopped fertilizing the, the, the vine. So for, for more than 20 years. So now the vines suffer a little bit that they need some something to eat, you know? Yeah. And so we, we we start to fertilize also the vines. And it's also um, I think the best solution to for the vines to have the energy. Uh, to fight against this extreme situation. Well, that's really wow. Inter it's so interesting what you're, because you remember the old um, accepted wisdom or philosophy was that the vines had to suffer and to produce less crop. And now you have to rethink it a little bit in that now it's, you know, it really has to be strong enough to combat these conditions. 
Oh, so interesting. And the other, and probably New World, let's say parts of Napa Valley where they were already pushing it so much. Then even if you give too much fertilizer or, you know, um, then the vines are, are, so it's a real balance. It can't be, you can't give too much and you can't, you have to really have it in balance, right? Absolutely. No, it seems that now I think we we we, uh, we change our philosophy because they, they finally maybe we we forgot something. They, they, we 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 make wine to to be drunk and not to be tasted. Well, let's so let's try the um, the first wines. Should we start with the uh, the uh, yes. Quintus then? Do you have the Dragon and the um, Grand Vin? No, and for today, I don't have the wine with me, so don't, but don't worry, okay. I, I have all the wines in my mind. Okay, yeah, so anyways, um, do you want to go over the, the second wine as well, or? Dragon? Yeah. Dragon first, yes, if you want. Sure, yeah, so uh, I thought that uh, the, um, the second wine was really well done this year, and Honestly, it was almost hard to believe it was the second wine, very well made. With like, how again were you making the selection more on the maturity of the vines, or was it on certain parcels? No, it, it's uh, um, most mainly um, on the location. So, mm. I, I know, um, for Quintus, we, we have a, um, a real hill. Mean that we have uh, uh, something who looks like yeah. Burgundy with a real sloop. Not, not like <coughs> That's that. right. And uh, yeah. so on, on the top of the tent, if I may say, uh, is the, the equivalent of the Grand Cru. On the middle of the hill is the equivalent of the Premier Cru. And uh, at the bottom of the hill in the valley is the village. And so um, since we 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 booked the two estates. In fact, we they always now uh, doing the same thing. The, the the one third of the top of the hill is the grand round. The second third, in the middle, is the second level, and the bottom is the third level. Okay. So now with the Quintus, the Quintus for me. Um, this is clearly the best Quintus you've made yeah. and uh, really wonderfully polished tannins. But at the same time, uh, I like the complexity. You know, it has a, the palate has more than just fruit. It has so much like um, forest floor, mushrooms, you know, um, bark. Uh, it's very complex. And I think that, you know, that's been over time, you getting to know the, the terroir there. I've been there many times, as you know, with you a few times. But, you know, what is it? What, what do you think in 18, how did you get such, uh, you know, richness, but at the same time, not just fruit. There's lots of sort of more, you know, terroir character. Uh First, uh, as you know, we, 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 uh, we merged two estates yeah. uh, because we, we bought one in 2011 and the second one in, in 2013. So finally, 
fabulous because uh, um, before we we build let me say build this uh, estate and so since we we've created a new estate of course but also new wines so with all the the parcels now we we, we have selected uh, for making the grand vin uh, we we are um, I, uh, we say uh, uh, on on the way uh, to create a wines uh, with his own characters from his own terroir. Uh, so it's 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 truly uh, um, fascinating for me finally to create in Bordeaux a new wine, a new grand cru, if I may say. Um, and it's and now um, year after year you can follow the the I will say is um, his, his creation and now it, since 2018 now the wines has its own identity with yes. its own personality and uh, and um, and also. Of course, year after year, we manage um, to, uh, to get something special in Saint-Emilion, because Saint-Emilion is not an easy terroir. So if you want something enough strong with still elegance, it's really, really yeah. challenging. Because naturally, the wine from Saint-Emilion, if, if you leave the, 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 the wines, is a little bit Tough. It's a yeah. bit, um, you you need to polish the wines, and uh, and so finally with the élevage, the 2019 has been polished, and now it's very refined, very elegant, and it's it's an amazing wine. But I like also it still has some of that sort of um, soft and flamboyant character of uh, La Jose, like oui. it really has that flavor but then it has this linear line through it as well that la rose didn't have so like you say you've really created you know you probably it took time to figure out you know what works best and I bet we, it wasn't I just mean, plan we, the we, two yes we we have um uh, hopefully we we have yeah. this uh, synergy between the the um the the, the deep of uh x Terdoge and the yeah. aromatic and complexity of La Rose. I, I, yeah. I agree with you to say that this is uh, the best vintage of Quintus, for sure. Yeah. Okay, let, so now we go to uh, La Chapelle then. So again, it's very, very uh, typical La Mission with all the iodine and like a coquillage and then fruit and but was was it difficult uh in where you guys are was there much problem with drought because of the hot and dry weather and your gravelly soils no, la, 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 la mission um we didn't have any any, any problems in terms of uh uh water um, even if the august and, and uh, and, and uh, September were very dry, uh, but in fact we 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 had a, a rain at the beginning of September. Hopefully, 
Uh, okay. Finally, the, 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 the level of alcohol was a little bit lower than we expected, and hopefully. Yeah. And, and the, the, the wine, as you said before, is something miraculous. It's, it's a miracle yeah. uh, to, to get this balance with a such level of alcohol, with a such level of identity. And the wine is still. Uh, it's easy to drink. I mean, it's, it's not the right word, but uh, so I totally, I, I totally agree. And the is the IPT that's the intensity of tannins, phenolic compounds. Is it is it higher than norm than other years? Like what level is it at? Like just comparison. It, it, uh, we, we, the maximum uh, we got uh, it was in two thousand ten. Uh, um, around 80, and for the 2018, we are between 75 and 80. Yeah, not quite wow. high And but the, that must be the quality of the tannins because they're ripe, and but they're not heavy. There's still a nice sort of firmness to them. Yes, but also, also we 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 we've decided to stop quite early in fact, uh, in especially for uh, the Merlot. For the Merlot, if you want something uh, on the foot, you have to pay much more attention uh, to start the harvest at the right moment. How, now I'm tasting the uh, Grand Vin La Mission, and I'm surprised how, I don't know, it's refined, it's like refined. You know, the tannins are intense, but then you taste it and it's sort of, Agile just sort of floats along, like you and and it's savoury, savoury. Where you want to drink it, like how, how did you get that balance? And like if you compare the ten, you know it's quite. And this you get the tannins, but then it's just so beautiful and you know and fresh and savoury, savoury. Is that something special in eighteen? Because you. Met, Picked at different times, or like, what, what do you, how did you get that, a wine like that? No, first, we, you, when you finish the alcohol fermentation, you, you have to, uh, to follow um, with a lot of uh, uh, attention the, the extraction. We believe that the, 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 the right components. Should came should come very easily. So we, you, for us, we you, we don't believe in the very long uh, maceration. Mm -hmm. we, we believe in the short maceration to, to keep this balance. What about? Uh, do you use the van de press? Do you use the press wine? Yes, but few, few. Okay. Uh, is is never above five percent. It is uh, usually between two three percent maximum. So that's interesting too because I remember when I started going to Bordeaux in the 80s and um, spent a lot of time with your father and um, even Emile Peno uh, in Passac. And that back then, the macerations were more like 10 to 14 days. And then it's almost like going back to that time. Absolutely. You know? Isn't that interesting? So we've really done the full circle, but of course the winemaking and um, viticulture is so much more precise 
but it's still interesting that that's why I like to say that the wines have a real classicism, like neoclassicism, back to what I remember when I was tasting in the 80s, but there's so much better now. Uh, for, for, for sure, the, uh, the, the tools that we have today is uh, allow, allows us to, to, uh, to be much more precise than before. Okay, let's go try the um, Clarence now. Clarence de Brion. Okay, Clarence de Brion is, is really uh, a, a second wine in the, by the fact that the, uh, the style of the wine is, is truly from the terroir of Aubryon. It's the Aubryon style. And, uh, the, 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 the dimension is not the same. Clarence for me is, uh, is almost uh, uh, more elegant than La Chapelle. Yeah, uh, and uh, I totally agree because the for me it's the quality of the tannins and how the um, finale, the finish, like it's and then all of a sudden, like a grand vin. Really, it's a very nice clarence. Very nice. So now the the final wine, the the, the king. King, the Aubryon. Yeah, the, again, the, it's so complex already on the nose. And I, what's interesting for me is normally young Aubryon can often be very closed, but it's really open on the in the aromas and very complex and really showing Aubryon character. Normally in the Old days, you had to wait years to get that. It was sort of timid. Yes, and, and uh, so, so usually it's the case for Aubryon. And usually, of course, after the uh, bottling process, the wine mm. is a bit tight. It's a bit. Uh, uh, it's not the best period to, to, to show the wine. But I, I have to admit that for the, the 2018 in general, uh, and especially for Aubryon, they are showing very well at this at this stage. So tell us that. Well, that's a fantastic wine. Tell us just to finish a little bit um, of your thoughts of the 2020 vintage. If you believe in the uh, numbers, mm -hmm. um, I will say it's another uh, trilogy. Because mm -hmm. as you said, in, in Bordeaux, 88, 89, 90, 98, 99, 2000. Uh. Uh, 2008, 2009, 2010, and, and now we, we have this uh, another series uh, with the uh, 2018, 2019, and 2020, and, uh, and 20 is, uh, I'm, I'm afraid that I have to say it's, a, it's another great vintage. It's another well, great vintage. And so um, apparently there were some there was uh, more pressure from mildew, like in 18. Uh, what Was it more difficult vintage than um, 18, or that was really a minor problem, uh, mildew? No, I, I think in, in 18, it, it, it was more challenging than 2020. Um, okay, good. But uh, the... Uh, but it, it, it was changing and it was changing but uh, less less than 2018 and uh, and, and after uh, as you know we had a, a very uh, 
Yeah. 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 You, you will see. You will see. I look we, forward we are to trying it. Optimist, <laughs> very optimist, and very uh, proud of what we, what we have done. And so, but I think in general, Bordeaux. And something is good sign is when all the the, the, the winemakers state nothing. Oh, that's good. You're a good sign. Yeah, I agree. You're absolutely true. It's true over the years when they don't say a lot, it means that um, generally they're, they think it's pretty good and they're in agreement and uh, interesting. All right, well, I look forward to tasting the, the uh, 2020 um, barrel samples with you. Unfortunately, yeah. it's not yet, uh, the, we are not ready uh, yeah. to travel uh, um, this year, but we will send you, of course, samples yeah. for the 2020. Like last time. Yeah, we'll taste in, in May or so, just like last time or April, whenever you guys think the wines are um, ready to take a look at. So listen, um, thanks again for the tasting and uh, the wines were fantastic. Of course, Aubryon and uh, Clairhons for me were the highlight. Clairhons for a second wine it's almost uh, too good, but um, that's a good thing for everyone. And Quintus was fantastic. I think that that's is really exciting. You really, it really has its own personality and character. And I hope that more people start recognizing Quintus as really, you know, one of the top wines of Bordeaux, but also Saint Emilion. Okay, mon ami, merci encore, and um, great to see you. Uh, see you in good, uh, good form. Et compliment pour le vin. Ok, ciao. Merci. Merci encore.